It's Monday. Yud Cheshmar Cheshvan Tavshin Ayin Dalid. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Kobe O's opened up today's Israel show with a uh, cover of Rib Shloima's Chemdat Yomim. We're coming up this week on the yard side of Rib Shlomo Kalbach. And uh, later on in the show, as we open the show, we'll be bringing you covers of 
some of Rav Shlomo's songs as done by Israeli artists. Some of them, as is Kobe O's, are um, not currently observant, and yet they love the music of Rav Shlomo and feel very close and connected to it. Welcome to the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And we are very proud. We are very proud today because the Israel Show is now being sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. And I think you all are familiar with Nefesh Benefesh. They are there for potential olim and olim with employment resources, assistance from governmental absorption and uh, community-based guidance and support and need-based financial aid, making each individual's aliyah to Israel as successful as possible. And uh, I think uh, one, of the, one of the highlights is Nefesh Benefesh charter flights, which are specially commissioned El Al flights, and the entire plane is filled and reserved and filled for Olim coming from the USA. They're legendary. These flights are legendary. What they do on the flight, they register everybody on the flight, and of course the arrival ceremonies, which are amazing, and you can go and, and see them on the web, live or, or recorded. They're just so emotional. Nefesh Benefesh, I would say Nefesh Benefesh made Aliyah an in thing for many Jews in America. So for detailed information, visit, visit their website, and we'll be posting their website on our Facebook page. Their website is nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. Lots of news on the uh, Nachum Siegel Network we'll tell you about later. We're going to bring you... Uh, what I think is one of the bigger stories in Israel over the last few days, the discovery of a tunnel that the Hamas dug from Aza into Israel, and that was discovered yesterday. We have a great Meir Bilim segment, which will ask the question and answer the question, what the heck is the name of this month that is the month on the Jewish calendar? And um, now and then segment, we will talk a little bit about and bring you some of the sounds of an event that happened 18 years ago tomorrow. Yud Aleph Cheshvan is the yard site of Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, murdered, assassinated, that Motzei Shabbat. We'll talk a little bit about that. I was in Israel and then and have very, very strong experiences and we'll share some of them with you. But as we are just on the heels of Parshat Lech Lecha, and how appropriately we are now sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. How much more appropriate could you get? Here to Parvarim with Lech Lecha. Leave your home, leave your parents' home, and make your way to the Holy Land. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, my God. 
songs in honor of Parshat Lech Lecha that we just read, and in honor of our new sponsor, Nefesh Benefesh, we play Lech Lecha, the Parvarim, and um, a real classic, Kum Vehitalech Ba'aretz, which was um, God's commandment, if you will, to Avram Avinu once he made it to the land of Israel. Get up and walk. And traverse the land, and that is exactly what Abraham Avinu did. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your day. Big news out of Israel yesterday is that Israel discovered, the Israeli army specifically, discovered a tunnel that led from the Gaza Strip, which... Uh, you remember, is controlled by the terrorist organization Hamas. This tunnel went from the Gaza Strip underneath the border into Israel, came out not far from a yeshuv by the name of Ein HaShlosha. Clearly, the intent here was that the Hamas will utilize the tunnel to carry out a terrorist attack and probably to kidnap Israelis, whether they be civilians or soldiers, and hold them, just like they did in the Gilad Shalit case, for ransom, knowing that ultimately State of Israel, the people of Israel, will cave and release 
as they did in the Gilad Shalit case, over a thousand terrorists in return. Now this tunnel, you have to see, we'll, we'll post the article uh, in, in English from Ynet, which also has a video of the tunnel. This tunnel, it's not like a tunnel that you're thinking of like you just dig in the sand. This is more like a tunnel that you drive through when you go from uh, Manhattan to uh, Brooklyn if, uh, or Queens, those of you who know the area. This was concrete reinforced over a mile long, over six feet in height. And it was approximately five and a half feet from the ground, meaning underground. So it was not easy to detect. Um, over a mile long, they worked on this for two years. The Hamas, who we all remember after uh, Israel sort of had enough of the bombings of the rocket fire from Aza to Steyrot and the southern Negev, Israel launched Operation Amud Anan. And Egypt brokered a peace, or not even a peace, a ceasefire agreement in which both sides agreed not to carry out any attacks against the other will. All along, for two years, the Hamas was digging underground, preparing for a terrorist attack, for a kidnapping. They had thousands of arches, cement blocks. And by the way, some of the cement was Israeli-made. Israel, over the years, in gestures of, I don't know, some would say stupidity, but Israel felt it was humanitarian, provided Gaza, which it had enclosed and put under somewhat of a siege, provided them with cement and other construction materials in order to build houses or public facilities. If you remember the famous um, attempt by rather subversive forces to come and open that blockade by boat, which then blew up into a major international incident for which Turkey still hasn't forgiven Israel because Israel actually fought back against the um, rather vicious people that were on those boats who were hacking at Israeli soldiers. Well, that boat made international news because everybody was saying, oh, Israel is keeping Gaza in siege. They won't allow any concrete. And Israel kept saying, well, if we give them if we give them cement, they're going to use it for their terrorist activities. And here you are, for two years, they used drills and hammers and shovels, thousands of arches, cement blocks, with an overall weight of 500 tons. Can you imagine the work that went into this? They had electrical cables, phone cables going through. Unbelievable. And it's not easy to expose these tunnels. It took a, a, a great effort on Israel's part to find this tunnel because it's, it's, it's impossible just to find it on your own. You need all kinds of technology. Otherwise, you just can look and look and look and look and never realize that way on the ground, it's there. The tunnel, and I'm reading from Wynet, the tunnel was not exposed by accident, as in previous cases, but due to Gaza Division and Southern Command estimations and ground reports from patrols, they got a feeling that there was a tunnel going. 
In January 2013, several weeks after Operation Pillar of Defense, Amudanan that we just mentioned, a large tunnel collapsed in Israeli territory near the border fence as a result of rain-induced floods. So, Siata Deshmaya, Israel got lucky in that case. But Israel really believes that there are many more tunnels under there. So this is a major news story. We're going to post the Ynet, uh, a link to the Ynet page in English, which uh, also includes a video. And you'll see this, and you will gasp when you see the length of that tunnel. We're going to get back to the music. Uzi Chitman and Yigal Bashan. Uzi Chitman passed away a number of years ago at a relatively young age, was a Great Israeli um, musician, songwriter, performer, and uh, his yard site, I believe, was uh, within the last two weeks. Yigal Bashan and Uzi Chitman with Kamotso Ani, like a gypsy, going from place to place around the world, but you don't have to be that. We have a home. Tomorrow... We'll remind you just that tomorrow, Tuesday, Nachum Siegel Network debuts a brand new show. It's called Homeward Bound, and it's hosted by Rabbi Yigal Siegel. Many of you remember Yigal Siegel. He is the, what Nachum calls his chief of staff, Nachum's brother, lives in Israel, made Aliyah. And that show is also brought to you by Nefesh Benefesh. Tuesday nights, starting tomorrow, Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you'll be able to listen to it whenever you want on the Internet. And uh, Teen Spirit returns tomorrow night as well. New host, Abby Stiefel. That's tomorrow night at 8 p.m. That's a great show. You want to tune in and listen to what the younger generation is doing in the Jewish community. And then, of course, followed by Nine with Yossi Zweig and his show that uh, began during this second season of the Nachum Siegel Network, 9 at 9. So stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network 24-6 for great Jewish programming and music. Kamot Soani on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shiva, 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 Shiva. 
Keeping with our theme, our Lech Lecha theme, that was Kamot Soani like a gypsy, Mistovevli Baulam, as I wander around the world. Uh, we don't need to any longer. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day here on the Israel Show. In the coming weeks, there's something that came to my attention thanks to our good friend and listener, Saul Lieberman of Efrat. He shared a post of, uh, I don't remember who it was posted by, it was very interesting, about a unique opportunity that presented itself at the funeral of Harav Ovadia Yosef. We spoke about Harav Ovadia last week, and the show was on just a few, uh, very short while after he passed, and uh, we gave you some uh, general information, bio- biographical information, and so forth. The funeral was amazing. There were many, many hundreds of thousands. The official police estimates originally were 800,000, but now the police uh, have actually officially withdrawn that estimate. Very hard to estimate crowds of that size, especially when they're in winding little narrow streets and alleyways. Anyway, we're going to do some more research into that unique opportunity, and we'll speak about it in an upcoming Israel show edition. My thanks to Saul, who's always there with great ideas, as are many of our listeners on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We had a quiet week. We're still at 124 likes. We encourage you to like our Facebook page and tell others about it. We post links to... Um, Songs that we play, articles that we speak about. We've already posted uh, two or three links with uh, songs that we played today. Um, we're going to go to our Meir Milim segment in a moment. We'll also remind you that the Israel Show is now sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. We're very proud to be sponsored by this organization that has revolutionized Aliyah. 
revolutionized the idea, revolutionized the process. It's a rather old idea. In fact, it started when God told Avraham, as we read in last week's parsha, Lech Lecha, leave your home and go to the land of Israel. But uh, Nefesh Benefesh makes it a lot easier than it was for Avraham. Go visit their website, nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il. We've posted it on our Facebook page as well. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, who are revolutionizing Aliyah. In our Mayor Milim segment, we shed light on a word or a phrase, in this case a name in the Hebrew language, it's inspired by uh, the Galei Tzahal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here is this week's installment of Meir Mili. An octopus has eight hands. An octagon is an object with eight sides. Do re mi fa so la si do, that's an octave, which has, of course, eight notes. And now that we've seen that oct, O-C-T, is the prefix for something associated with the number eight, we understand why the eighth month is called October. Wait, wait, wait a second. October isn't the eighth month. It's the tenth month. Well, it is now. But originally, the Roman calendar began on March the 1st. It had ten months. And if you count from March, October is in fact the eighth month. Later, when two months were added, October became the tenth month, but kept the name. Hang on for a few more minutes, and you'll see what this has to do with the Jewish month of Mar Cheshvan. Over many centuries and millennia, the names of the Jewish months have become somewhat sacred, just like the calendar itself. Over time, we've even made associations like Elul is Rashi Tevot Anil Dodi But the fact is that the names we're all familiar with are not originally Jewish Hebrew names. From the time of the Exodus, Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and until the destruction of the first Bet Hamikdash, we didn't have these names. Mainly, the months were known as they are always referred to in the Torah as the fifth month or the ninth month, always counting from what we call today Nisan the first month. When the Jewish people were living in exile in Babel, they adopted the names of the Babylonian calendar, and when they returned from the exile, they stuck with them. Shocking, but true. Nisan, Iyar, Elul, Tishrei are foreign names that have meaning in the ancient Semitic non-Hebrew languages. Now, before you get upset at me and call me all kinds of names, this isn't something that I made up. It's not a theory of some heretic professor. It is stated very clearly in the Talmud Yerushalmi. Shemot chodashim alubi adami bavel, the names of the months made aliyah, if you will, with them, the returning Jews from Bavel. The Yerushalmi, in Rosh Hashanah, Vav Bet, smashes our perception that the months have Jewish names. For extra credit, See the Ramban on Shmot Yudbet Bet, where he discusses this very point. Now, with that in mind, if we want to analyze the name Mar Cheshvan, we need to go back to the ancient Near East. 
look up some contracts or other legal documents and look for a date with something that sounds like Mar Cheshvan. And bingo, we found it. It's Verach Shemanu. Verach is the month of. Not a stretch, it clearly sounds like the Hebrew Yerach. Verach, Yerach. Shemanu, doesn't take much imagination. Shemanu means eight. Shemona, Shemanu. And so the original Babylonian or Akkadian name for the month was the eighth month, which it was when counted from Nisan, just like the name October means the eighth month when counting as they did from March, and December is the tenth March. Think of decimal tenths. So there you have it. Virach Shemanu, the eighth month. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I knew this was sketchy. Virach Shemanu sounds nothing like Mar Cheshvan. Yeah, yep, you're right. There's one more step in the historical Gilgul, the transformation timeline, that will wrap this all up. We know from the study of languages that certain letters are often interchanged. In Semitic languages, Bet and Vav and Mem and Pe, known as the Bumaf letters, do at times interchange. And why? Because they are the four letters that we form with our lips. Try it. You'll see. Ba, va, ma, pa. And so the vav at the beginning of Virach Shemanu became a mem. And the mem in the middle became a vav. So now we have Mirach Shavanu, which is clearly a form of Mar Shvan. But in this form, it is hard to put the pause in the correct place after the ha and before the sha, and hence it became Mar Cheshvan. And that's the correct and halachic name of the month, Mar Cheshvan, one word. And yes, the stuff we were taught in school that the month is Mar Bitter because there are no holidays never really made sense to me. Let's face it, Tammuz has no holidays, but we don't call it Mar Tammuz. Now we see... It's just wrong. Chalk it up as one of those lies they taught me in yeshiva. Mar Cheshvan. Not hyphenated. One word. And that's this week's installment of the Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
album that was here on the Israel show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Immediately following us, stay tuned on the stream for Tech Talk with Michael Fragan. Tomorrow we debut a brand new show. Tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream, Homeward Bound, hosted by Chief of Staff, Rabbi Yigal Siegel, who lives in Israel, made Aliyah a few years ago with his family. show is sponsored, brought to you by Nefesh Benefesh. Afterwards, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Abby Stiefel, Abby Stiefel, I'm sorry, with Teen Spirit, telling you all about what's going on in the world of the Jewish teenager community in the United States, maybe also in Israel, and then at 9 o'clock, 9 at 9 with Yossi Zweig, great music. And you can listen to the Nachum Siegel Network online, nachumsegel.com, 
You can podcast. It's amazing, amazing. Just um, get the show delivered to you automatically every week, this show and others on the Nachum Siegel Network. Or you can listen live via telephone, as my email does every week. In New York, 212-419-4241, 212-419-4241. And in Israel, 072-224-2792, 072-224-2792. And in the United Kingdom, welcome to all our United Kingdom friends. 44 Hi, welcome. Hello, shalom to all those listening on the phone. Tomorrow is the 11th day of the month of Mar Cheshvan. I was about to say Cheshvan, but after the Meir Milim segment, you can't say Cheshvan anymore. It's Mar Cheshvan. It is the yard site of Yitzhak Rabin, Prime Minister, who was assassinated on that day 18 years ago. In our Now and Then segment, we discuss, explore, look at historic events that happened in the history of modern Israel around this time of the year. One of the uh, events that shaped the current state of Israel, definitely the intergroup, if you will, interactions between religious and secular, left-wing and right-wing. I was there in Israel that at that time. I remember driving and listening to the news on the radio and hearing that something was going on at this huge rally. There was a huge rally in Tel Aviv. Nobody knows exactly how many people. Tens of thousands of people were there, and it was in support of the Oslo process, which they called a peace process. We now, in hindsight, know that it really wasn't a peace process. But um, at that time, there were a lot of hopes in Israel, and tens of thousands, big, big crowd, showed up to support it. And Yitzhak Rabin, the prime minister, spoke. And as he left, shots were heard. And that's what they reported, that shots were heard. There was a commotion going on, but nobody knew exactly what was happening. Here's a quick sample of the reporting that was going on that night when nobody really knew what was happening. Don't forget, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of reporters there for that big event. And so uh, when they heard this commotion, saw ambulances, obviously everybody was intrigued as to what's going on, especially since many, many people, as he reported, heard shots, heard gunfire. But nobody knew what was happening. There was a lot of disinformation. And reports were coming out that everybody's okay, that Yitzhak Rabin is fine, that he left the scene, and so forth. But in fact, one of the bullets hit him and killed him. The assassin, I will call him a 
kippah wearing, a yarmulke wearing, I don't like to say he was religious because he did something very irreligious. Student at Bar-Ilan University, Yigal Amir, wanted to kill both Yitzhak Rabin and Shimon Peres, feeling that it would stop this Oslo process that he and many others in the country felt was a terrible thing and a danger for Israel. But of course, nothing, nothing can justify the assassination, the murder of another Jew. In fact, throughout the history of Israel, there have been many, many difficult situations where right and left, even before the state, the Etzel and the Haganah, the famous Sezon, when the Haganah, the left wing, literally snitched to the British about members of the Etzel that were on the right, the two underground movements, the torpedoing of the Altalena, another famous event in Israeli history which we can discuss at a future time where the Haganah hit a uh, ship that was coming with arms, an Etzel ship, and killed people. But throughout all those difficult situations, there was never a situation where a civil war broke out. A great part because of Menachem Begin, who was the leader of the Etzel, who did not allow, he always said, never, never should there be a civil war. No matter what it takes, we will always forget, not forget, I would say forget, but we would always act in a certain way, not bringing about a civil war, no matter what is done to us. But on that night, when it was clear that Yitzhak Rabin was murdered, and that the assassin or someone who wore a kippah was somebody from the right wing of the Israeli political spectrum, associated, by the way, with the movement of the settlements of the Hityashvot in Yehudan Shemron, the hatred just was enormous. We'll talk about that in a minute. Here is the official declaration of the death of Yitzhak Rabin after he was shot. You're going to hear Eitan Haber was Rabin's right-hand man. It was pandemonium. You can hear that it was. It wasn't anything organized or official. He quickly scribbled a statement on a piece of paper, came out, and read it to the media. We'll play it in Hebrew. It basically said the government of Israel is shocked and deeply grieved to announce the death of Prime Minister and Minister of Defense Yitzhak Rabin, who was murdered tonight in Tel Aviv by an assassin, Yehi Zichro Baruch. ממשלת ישראל מודיעה בתדהמה, בצער רב וביגון עמוק, על מותו של ראש הממשלה ושר הביטחון יצחק רבין, אשר נרצח בידי מתנקש הערב בתל אביב. יהי זכרו ברוך. There were a small restaurant. There were only three tables that people were eating at. We arrived last. So we had heard on the radio that there were shots, although we hadn't heard yet that the prime minister was hit. In fact, we heard that everything was fine. 
one table, there was a couple with their daughter who were the stereotypical quote-unquote settlers. Kippah Suga, the husband had a beard. The women were dressed in a very typical kind of religious way for the religious Zionist community. And the other table had a uh, small group. There was tourists and an Israeli guide who was with them. No kippah. And then the phone rings. The Israeli guide at that table, the table of the tourists, the Israeli guide picks up the phone and we hear a shout. He just says, what? What are you talking about? It can't be, it can't be. He gets up and he runs into the kitchen and he tells them, quickly, quickly, turn on the radio, turn on the radio. And then we hear, which we had already somewhat been prepared for because we had heard the beginning, that the prime minister was dead, that he was shot. What we didn't know, which is what they announced, that the shooter, the assassin, was caught and he was wearing a kippah and he was known as someone who was a right-wing activist. Well, this secular sort of Tel Avivish tour guide ran out of the kitchen and walked over to the table of the family that looked like religious Zionist settlers, the ones with the kippasruga and the beard. And he yelled at them in Hebrew, Atem Ashemim, Atem, in the plural, you, you as a group, with such hatred he yelled it at them. You're all guilty. And he was so angry that he grabbed the table and flipped it over and everything went flying, the plates and the saucers and everything. And the people were so shocked, as was I. The hatred that this person felt towards them wasn't new. It was there all along. It came out at that moment. And as I've said since, and I wrote this up in an article which our dear friend Mayor Furtick published a few years ago in the Jewish Star, article called On the Night of the Murder. I said that it is the first time in my life that I experienced anti-Semitism. And unfortunately, it was in Israel, and it was by one Jew against another. The following days in Israel, if you had a kippah through guys, I did, and do so many you were literally ashamed to walk in the streets people looked at you with contempt and with anger and with hatred because the media the leftist media and the left wing po politicians used the opportunity to paint all of the Yehudan Shemron settlements and all of the religious Zionists with this brush of a murderer, which of course was not true. And no matter what the public statements of the leadership was condemning, didn't matter. Because the hatred that was there came out. 
on that day. 18 years ago, tomorrow, Yud Aleph Mar Cheshvan, the murder of Yitzchak Rabin. We're going to um, do another Shlomo Kalbach tune, this one done by Ehud Banai, in memory of Rav Shlomo, whose yard site is coming up. You're tuned to the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and we are on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hanai with Hanesham Alach, memory of Rav Shlomo. We did two Israeli covers of Hanesham Alach. We'll do two more next week. We have them lined up already. We'll end this week's edition of the Israel Show with another song that is appropriate both for Pashat Lech Lecha that we just read and for our new sponsors, Nefesh Benefesh. Another Uzi Chitma number. This one's called Anachnu Nisharim Ba'aretz. We, no matter what, will remain in Israel. And we will play that, not before. We thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. My very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. And a very special thank you to our new sponsors, Nefesh Benefesh, who is there for potential olim with employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, community-based guidance and support, and need-based financial aid 
All this makes each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. Their charter flights, where they fill an entire El Al plane with Olim from the USA, are legendary. I think that uh, Nefesh Benefesh has helped make aliyah an in thing for many Jews in America. For detailed information, take a look at their Facebook page, NBN. Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. We are very proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. They are revolutionizing Aliyah. Immediately following us, stay tuned for Tech Talk with Michael Fragan on the stream at nachumsigel.com. Until next Monday, following JM and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. חשבנו כמעט, עוד מעט, אורזים מזוודה. לקחנו פסנתר, זה לא עוזר, בגלל נקודה. מטוס עולה עולה, ליבי יבוא אבן, ואין לי נדודים של צוענים. נפלתי על פניי, אבל אני עוד חי, ככה זה להיות מקום שני. Come on.